SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Coming to you from a gorgeous uh, Cape Town. I'm Brad Brown. Thanks for joining us and thank you to, to the MoneyWeb team for uh, their time this evening. They're back again tomorrow at 6. Coming up on tonight's show, Jam Packed. Uh, we're going to be touching base with uh, the winning coach of the VKB Knights who won the Sunfoil Series title 2016-2017, Nicky Boyer, on this evening's show. We'll also look ahead uh, to tonight's UEFA Champions League action. Uh, and also look back uh, at what happened to Barcelona last night. Don't mean to laugh, but gee, 4-0 against PSG. Uh, never saw that one coming. And we'll also uh, just delve a little bit into the search for the new Bafana Bafana coach. We'll hear from uh, Danny Jordan uh, about uh, that process and how it is progressing. The 2017 Doozy Canoe Marathon also gets underway tomorrow. And uh, Dave McLeod so will preview the action for us tonight. But as I said, jam-packed show. Let's get straight into it. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. This past weekend's uh, this season's Sunfoil Series uh, action concluded with new champions uh, and a fantastic season it was across the board with some great cricket being played by all the teams. And uh, the new champions for 2017 or 1617 season, it is uh, the VKB Knights. And we join now by their coach, uh, former pro team himself, Nicky Boyer. Nicky, welcome on to SAFM Sports Chat. Thanks for, for your time tonight. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on the win. You must be, must be pretty tough as a, as a coach. Uh, we'll chat about the season, but for you personally, it's uh, a huge feather in your cap. Yeah, definitely. It's quite nice in your, in your first season uh, being in, in control of the side or coach of the side to... To, to get a trophy in the cabinet, I think uh, everyone in in the central franchise is uh, relieved, and uh, um, it's just good for 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 the people in in our franchise and, and, and in the central region and, and all our sponsors. Um, you know, so it's, I think it's an important one for us. Have you coped with the, the switch from from playing to to coaching? Very different, uh, obviously. As a player, you were fiercely competitive. You loved being out in the middle. It must be a, a different dynamic. Not not really have an impact on the field. So it must be frustrating at times. Yeah, you sometimes do do go through frustrating times and that. But uh, at least I've been uh, coaching for the last couple of uh, couple of years or so. But I think one of the hardest things is, is sitting next to the cricket field for, for the whole day. And, uh, you know, you, sometimes you feel like you want to be out there, but, um, but I must say it's, I've enjoyed it so far and it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's nice to see, uh, players and, 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 and junior guys coming through and, and perform on the field. So it's, it's enjoyable for me seeing that. You talk about the juniors putting their hands up and coming through. You lost uh, one of your senior statesmen uh, early on this season, Robbie Peterson, who, who decided to, to hang up his boots. Uh, at the time, you probably thought that was a big loss, and, and it was, but uh, in the greater scheme of things, he, he wasn't really missed, was he? Yeah, I must say, he's, uh, yeah, Robbie was great in the um, in the change room and uh, and in the te- team setup and environment. Um, he gave quite a lot of in, uh, uh Information and cricket knowledge to the younger players in the side. Um, so it was, it was, it was at that stage quite a big loss to us, um, especially in the shorter formats of the game as well. But, um, you know, I think we've, uh, we, we still had a good squad and, and the guys were, were, were keen to perform and, you know, just showed on the field. 
Just looking at this past weekend's results, uh, having to to take on the Bizarre Highfelt Lions, and see, did you put your did the players put their hands up? Uh, winning by an innings and 121 runs, it it must be a great feeling to clinch a title off the back of a victory like that. That really sort of just solidifies that that you guys are the champions. Yeah, I must say it was quite a roller coaster competition uh, through 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 the whole year uh, or the whole season with. Uh, Games been raining out, and then the Titans is ahead, and then the Dolphins is ahead, and then us we we are ahead, and so it's been it's been quite a roller coaster. But to to go to the Wanderers and have a clinical performance like that, and and to win it at the end was was unbelievable. Nick, Nicky, talk to me about the state of of first class cricket in this country. I mean, you look at what the Proteas are doing. Uh, both in, in the one-day game and in the longer format there in Unbelievable Nick. And it, it's, it for me, is a, a state of what's happening in, in domestic cricket. If you've got a strong domestic league, obviously that's going to feed into to the higher levels. And, and it's important for a, a tournament like the Sunfall Series to, to, to firstly be put on and, and secondly for that quality of cricket to be really good. Yeah, I think the main for me the the big thing is is you still get tested at four day uh, in a, in a four day competition or first class cricket. So that's where you play play test cricket, um, which is which is for me still the the pinnacle uh, type of competition you can play, and where you get seriously tested as as a cricket player. But uh, I think at the moment uh, the way the South Africans or the Proteas are playing and, uh, and and if you look at the the whole competition, um, yes, there's, there was quite a lot of uh, rain involved and games rained out and that. But you know, I think if you look at all the the different scores and the different uh, players that stood out in the competition, it shows that uh, that cricket is healthy at the moment. Your, your focus now turns to the Momentum One Day Cup uh, onto the, the shorter format of the game. Uh, obviously, teams are going to be looking out for you because of what you've done in the, 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 the four-day sort of format. But uh, you talk to the pro teams, you've got a couple of big names uh, back sort of in your ranks. Uh, Riley or so one who, who signed a callback agreement, but he is available for, for a couple of the games. Uh, how, how does the mindset change going into the one days? Yeah, we've uh, we've actually had a couple of days off, and we started today. And that uh, you know we had good uh, discussions about it. Um, the Knights uh, haven't played really great one day cricket in the last couple of years, so we highlighted some areas where we can improve. And and with with a couple of guys that we've got on loan now as well, and also um, you know with with the experience that we've got. Um, the guys are looking forward to, and, and especially after this weekend, we've got some momentum going into it as well. Um, so we're going to work on, on on making sure that we that we play all three departments in the game, that we that we get that 100% right and and perform according to that. How difficult is it as a coach to to bring the players down from the high that they experienced uh, last weekend to 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 like you say a few days off back to training today and and it's reset. What's happened in the past in that competition counts for nothing in this one. Yeah, I think the nice thing at the moment is the guys want to play and they want to perform and do well and that's so it's 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 easy in a way uh, in that way. But um, yeah, I think it was good to have a couple of days off just uh, um, you know enjoy the win. And then, uh, yeah, we started today again, um, and then we've got a couple of days more of, of training. At the moment, there's, there's quite a bit of rain in bloom, so not easy to get outside. But um, for me, it's a, it's, it's a mental game as well, and, and make sure that you can prepare mentally as well.
Well, VKB Knights opening fixture comes up on the 18th of Feb against the Cobras in Bloom. Uh, I don't know what the weather forecast is going to do, but uh, I know the Proteas have also been battling with a bit of uh, weather in New Zealand. Your thoughts on, on the upcoming series against the Black Caps, Nicky? Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Um, I see there's another ex-South African or young South yeah. African guy that's that's living over in New Zealand. Got picked for the for the now yeah, for replacing the Martin Guptill, yeah. But yeah, but um, I must say the the New Zealand guys they they're a good one. They set up. They they love playing in New Zealand. They they difficult side to beat in New Zealand. New Zealand, but um, you know the the Proteas have got a lot of confidence. A lot of a couple of their senior players back in in mix. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be a good series. Absolutely. Well, Nicky, congratulations once again on the win. You're, you're made in one as a coach. May there be many, many more. And uh, we look forward to seeing the Knights in action in the Momentum One Day Cup. Thanks for your time tonight. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks for the support. Onside. Oh, what a beautiful goal! The waiting is finally over. Calling all fans and lovers of the beautiful game. The Premier Soccer League is back with Show Me Your Number. Great saves, shibobos, and fantastic goals. SABC Sport brings you the PSL action midweek and weekend. For the love of the game, be part of the action by tuning to SABC One and your favorite SABC radio station. Proudly brought to you by SABC Sport. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And uh, this week, uh, there is uh, four fixtures in the UEFA Champions League. Two happened last night, two happening tonight. And last night's fixtures, man alive. I thought it was going to be a great game. And uh, the scoreline, way one-sided. The game itself was way one-sided. We're joined now by uh, footballing journo Irfan Adam. Irfan, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. PSG Barcelona, I, if you had said 4-0 PSG to me this time yesterday afternoon, I would have said to you, you are absolutely crazy. There's no ways, but that's what happened. Yeah, it was one of those uh, results uh, that made the world of football stand up. And uh, it might have been on, it might have happened on Valentine's Day, but there was no love lost outside Paris as PSG took them to the sword. I, I, I for one, didn't expect that result. I expected PSG to put up a good fight. But for them to totally outclass and outplay Barcelona the way they did was uh, absolutely something special. Yeah, I mean, PSG are a great side, so are Barcelona. I thought it was going to be a, a lot closer than that. But like you say, they totally, totally outclassed them. And this is leg one. They've got the return leg next week. Barcelona have got an absolute mountain to climb. I can't see them coming back from this. Yeah, definitely so. And uh, no team in the history of uh, UEFA Champions League football has ever overturned a four-goal deficit. Wow. As good as Barcelona are, as good as Lionel Messi is, as good as Luis Suarez is, and as good as Neymar is... Uh, they are going to have to play out of their skins to overturn that four-goal deficit. We saw how resolute PSG were in defense. And uh, mind you, that was without uh, players like Serge Aurier as well as Thiago Silva. And Thiago Mota, was, uh, who usually holds things together in the midfield. So uh, it was a fantastic performance by this young PSG team who continued to impress. And uh, an interesting stat before the game was that uh, their boss, Unai Emery, who uh, had so much of success with Sevilla on the European stage in the Europa League, he had a win percentage record of 4% against Barca throughout his career. And uh, there he goes and guides his team to a four-goal victory. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. You you mentioned Barcelona having to play out of their socks. They're going to have to have the perfect game and hope PSG don't arrive next week, I think, uh, as the only chance for them to go through. The other match last night... uh, 
I was a bit surprised at this, if I have to be honest. Yes, they were playing away, but uh, I didn't think Borussia Dortmund would lose. They did 1-0 to Benfica. Great result for, for Benfica. Well, uh, if we look at stats, uh, yesterday's game, uh, game between Barca and PSG produced something quite remarkable. Lionel Messi has failed, failed to register a single touch in the opposition box in a UEFA Champions League wow. game for the first time this season. Well, if Messi failed to do that, go back and look at the highlights of the Borussia Dortmund and Benfica game to see what a shocker Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang had. He missed three or four guilt-edged opportunities. He missed a penalty, and he was hauled off after 62 minutes. I think Thomas Tuchel had enough. Uh, Benfica's goal came from their, probably their own, uh, their one single opportunity, and they put it away. And uh, certainly Borussia Dortmund uh, paid for their wastefulness in front of goal. But uh, if you go back and look at those highlights, it's uh, certainly one for Aubameyang to, uh, to forget. We know he's been in the headlines for all the wrong reasons. He's been trying to engineer a move away from Dortmund. He's been flirting with a move to Real Madrid, to various English clubs have been linked with him. And uh, he did his suitors uh, probably wouldn't want to go back and, like I said, watch, watch the highlights of those games. As, uh, he, he was probably single-handedly responsible for Dortmund going down. Yeah. In saying that, I mean, Dortmund aren't out of it. A one, one goal deficit that was away from home. They, they're still well within that class. They did have opportunities, like you said, last night. So they'll be pretty confident going into, into the second leg. But let's look at tonight's fixtures. Uh, Bayern Munich welcome the Gunners uh, of uh, London, Arsenal, to the Allianz Arena. And Arsenal, in, in recent years, seem to be drawing all the German sides. They haven't had the best of results uh, away from home tonight. How do you see that one going? It seems like Groundhog Day, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's almost like we've uh, come to expect it, that uh, Arsenal will draw Bayern Munich. And I actually kind of feel sorry for them this season because they went out, won the group, and won the group quite convincingly. And remember, they had PSG in their group. And uh, here they are drawing against Bayern Munich. Uh, so <laughs> It's not something that Arsenal fans would be looking forward to. But uh, the pre-game headlines surrounding Arsenal is more or less the same. They faltered in the league challenge after those losses to Watford and Chelsea. And now they face another potentially season-defining game against Bayern. So um, how Wenger responds, we know the Wenger outcalls have been, I would say, been shouted out from the terraces at the, the Emirates. And if you uh, watch these Twitter clips of Arsenal Fan TV, it will just show how split uh, is the opinion with regards to Arsene Wenger. But having said that, Bayern Munich have been far from convincing. Mm-hmm. I've been following them a lot in the Bundesliga. And uh, after trailing our, our Red Bull Leipzig early on in the season, they finally got back to the top of the standings. But they've needed to scrape victories domestically. And uh, I know tonight they won't be without Frank Ribery, who's often a creative hub. And uh, there's been rumors of discontent in their squad. Douglas Costa has been mentioned in the media as... Uh, not too happy with him sitting on the sidelines. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, there's plenty of interesting subplots, uh, but uh, it's a clash between the two wise old heads in European football as Arsene Wenger comes up against Carlo Ancelotti. They've spoken about their mutual admiration for each other. And uh, while Bayern may be favourites on paper, uh, let's f- not forget the second leg away at the Emirates can pre- uh, prove uh, vital, especially if Arsenal managed to get an away goal, and uh, especially if Mesut Ozil. We know there's been 
a massive criticism of the German midfielder, but playing on home soil was plenty to prove he may just come to the party tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Arsenal pick up a one-all draw. It's game on next week uh, when they head back to London. Let's talk about the other game quickly. Real Madrid up against Napoli. Uh, I'm hoping Real Madrid arrive and they're not uh, stiff. Their stomach muscles aren't stiff from laughing at Barcelona last night. Uh, but uh, Real Madrid should be should be too strong for Napoli. But we we probably thought that Barcelona would uh, could have the measure of PSG last night. So we're not going to be taking any chances with Real tonight. Yeah, you mentioned the stomach muscles, and we know that the Real Madrid squad aren't uh, very much prone to a selfie <laughs> <laughs> after the game. So, yeah, uh, like you said, they might be laughing, but uh, there's still a game of football to be played. And uh, we know how Napoli are they of a vociferous bunch. They've uh, apparently traveled to Spain with 10,000 extra fans. Uh, which includes Juan Diego Maradona, who's uh, been in a bit of problems with the Madrid police. At, if rumors are to be believed, he's in a bit of a squabble with his girlfriend, and uh, police were called to his hotel room. So that's quite interesting, uh, but off the pitch. And um, yeah, but Real Madrid against Napoli is certainly one to keep an eye out for. Uh, we know uh, it's been accustomed to. Uh, Lovers of Spanish football that Real will progress from the group stages. They will make it through to the latter stages of the competition. And uh, it, may be look, uh, it may look like a David versus Goliath uh, clash on paper, but it's by no means decided. Napoli have probably the most informed forward in Dries Mertens in their squad. Uh, he's planted in 13 goals in his last 10, 10 games as Napoli's moved up uh, domestically. Uh, and uh, with Marek Hamsik especially pulling strings in uh, the midfield, uh, Real don't have uh, the easiest of tasks. But having said that, uh, Real are often the team to beat in Europe, and uh, they have this uncanny ability of managing to scrape wins when they aren't playing the best of football. They did it again against uh, Osasuna on the weekend. I think they won 3-1, if I'm not mistaken, but they weren't their best. They weren't fluid. And... Uh, so yeah, so it's uh, it's probably a, a clash that's uh, closer than many expect, but uh, one uh, to keep an eye out on. Yeah, absolutely, and that's the sign of a class side. I think is to win when you you aren't playing at your best. Uh, rather win win ugly than uh, lose pretty, I guess. Irfan Adam, enjoy the footy tonight, and uh, we look forward to catching up again soon. I definitely will. You enjoy your, the footy as well, Brett. This is sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource. On to some football now. Money will not be an issue for Safa as they start their search for the next Bafana Bafana coach today. Those were the words of Safa president Danny Jordan this past weekend. Despite the cash-strapped football organisation being 40 million rand in the red as announced in their annual general meeting in December last year, Jordan says paying a hefty salary to get the best man for the job should not be an issue. SABC sport journalist Vili Mbuli has been following the story very closely and compiled this report. As the Bafana Bafana Search Committee, led by Safa President Denis Jordan, CEO Dennis Mumble, Chairperson of the Technical Committee Nastasia Ziklas, Technical Director Neil Tovey, Member of Technical Committee and former Captain Lucas Khadebe, starts to do his job today, money issues will not stop Safa from appointing their next coach. This is Jordan's view. No, you don't start with finance. You start with the, the, the plan and the program, which we outlined. This is what we want to achieve. You then have the criteria. This is uh, the technical requirements. And then you sit down with the person to finalize it. There is nowhere where we mention affordability there. You have the criteria. You should look at that. And that's why when you say, can you afford it, I'm asking you. 
can we afford not to afford it? When clearly John 3 is the best man, we believe he can take us there. Now you want to say no, but can you afford John 3? Can we afford not to afford John 3? That's a question. Shedan says there's a bigger picture with the appointment of their next coach, bringing the acquisition and transmission of the Fund Valley into the equation. As it starts to talk about the requirements of the preferred candidate, they match exactly that of Iran national team coach Carlos Quiroz. The Mozambican-born coach has qualified Bafana to the AFCO in 2002 and World Cup 2002. He also took his home country, Portugal, to the World Cup here in SA in 2010, and also with Iran in Brazil three years ago. A graduate of the University of Windsor in Canada, Quiroz seems to be the exact candidate that Jordan is describing here. You pursue objectives and you invest. You know, let me tell you, in Fun Valley alone, we invested more than 100 million rands. And I don't think you were there. I said to them, we must have a media tour of that facility. We must take you through to see. There's 100 million investment there. Development of under 13, under 15 leagues, we invest 30 million a year. Now, the point is, as these players progress up, they come to the higher level. Uh, as you go to primary school, to high school, now they are ready to go to the university. You need a professor at that level. In real terms, in experience terms, in education terms, the man must have a degree from a university. He must have done all of the courses, not just, as I said before, Arsene Wenger has a master's degree in economics. You have to be serious there. So this question of, it's not a question. The, the world expects South Africa to be amongst the best. And if you look at the youngsters, we can't get there. And if you see, our under-17 team always dropped out in the preliminary rounds and our under-20. Why? Because the coach phones John Damon, don't you have a good one? He phones this coach and he puts a national team. Now we have structures. You play in the LFA, you play in your province, the provincial team comes to the national playoffs, we select a group of 40 players, put them in camp, we train them, we take the last group of 22 players into the teams, and they beat the teams on the continent. So, now that they emerge there, we have to get a coach that understands what it takes to compete at the global stage, both at the CAF level and at the FIFA level. The three main candidates for this job seem to be Quiroz, two times Afcon winning coach and current Morocco mentor Heather Rinat, and Supersport United head coach Stuart Baxter. They are committed to their jobs at the moment, and Jordan says they will have to free themselves to get this particular job. There are coaches uh, contracted but express interest. Now, we have not spoken to anybody under contract. And some of it we read in your papers. Some of them have expressed interest. <coughs> yeah. and, and, and therefore, our obligation then is to take care of every situation and make sure But we are not going to engage a coach who is engaged somewhere else. So, making him, him or herself available is not our problem. We will start... Now you, you, you said what you said. By what date are you going to be available? Because at the end of the month we, are, we want a coach. So please just stay there. 
uh, yes, we hear you next time. Uh, express the interest, but also be available. That's a conversation we'll have. Quiroz is currently the longest-serving Iranian coach, having finished five years at the helm with the Asians. They are also currently involved in the 2018 World Cup qualifiers. Despite resigning last month, it doesn't look like the Iranian FA has accepted his resignation yet. United has also made it known that they are not prepared to part ways with Pakistan. Jordan is very clear that whoever is interested in the job and is currently committed elsewhere, as Safa, they will not get involved in their business. And is prepared to do something about his position so that he becomes available first before we engage him seriously. So it doesn't out anyone But we, we said so. It, it depends. If you express an interest to write for Safa News, but you're writing for City Press, we, we will say to you, okay, go and deal with your matter, and then we can engage you on the basis that you are now available. And we'll engage you. And we'll not play games with you. If we are serious and you are serious, go and sort out your problem, and then we can engage in a serious discussion. But we are not going to engage in a serious discussion before you deal with any obligation that you may have. And this is not only for people who may be in the country, even people outside, because we have received also that same thing of coaches who are with other countries. And we said, no, we are not going to go there. You go and deal with your own problems or your own contract with those countries, and then you tell us, I'm now available, I'd like to talk to you seriously, and then we will engage seriously. The new Bafana coaches are expected to play friendly matches against Guinea-Bissau and Angola next month. With youthful players like Pagamani Mashambi, Tesikau, and Luther Singh on form, many football fans can't wait for the new team. Jordan says the new coach, in line with their vision 2022, should have a bigger picture in mind. People expect a lot from this country. Uh, and we are now, I think, in the summer of South African football. The emergence of young talent. You all sing the praises of Pakamis and Mashambi. You saw him destroying Ajax the other night. You've seen uh, Luther Singh. I hope you saw him. Was watching under 20. And many other young players. That, um, you know, just a few years ago, the average age in the PSL teams were between 30 and 31. The average age now, go and look at uh, the PSL clubs, the average age is around uh, 20, 23, 20, 22, 24. So it means that there are so many more young players who are asserting themselves in these uh, PSL clubs. And I think it's part of it because our junior competitions are very competitive. Now, you need a coach that takes them to the finishing school uh, and, and help them. But there's also a legal battle that is being waged by ousted Bafana coach Ifram Sheikh Mashaban. His lawyers are challenging his dismissal. The CCMA hearing between him and Safa is scheduled for the 7th, 8th and 9th of next month. They are also in the Labour Court trying to stop the new coach appointment until this matter is resolved. And where does this leave Safa? The matter is in court. Yeah. The court will tell us we have never violated any law in this country. Uh, and um, we can't deal with the matter in court and deal with the matter outside court. The choice was to deal with the matter in court and we will respect that process in court. 
Sakha has set itself a deadline of having the new coach by the end of this month. By the end of this week, it's possible that the final shortlisting for the main candidates would have been finalized. The man who last qualified Bafana to the World Cup 15 years ago remains Jordan's first choice. Vellambuli, SABC Sport, Johannesburg. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. Well, I can tell you that excitement is building ahead of uh, the start tomorrow morning of the 2017 Doozy Canoe Marathon. It's one of the iconic races on the South African paddling calendar. And this year looks like it's going to be pretty interesting for various reasons. Once again, a great field. Some of the top South African paddlers are there. But uh, the weather conditions and the elements uh, could throw a bit of a curveball. McLeod, so Dave McLeod rather, is uh, in KZN and uh, he previews the race which starts tomorrow for us. There's a monstrous three-way tussle looming at the front as six times champ Andy Burkett squares off against two former champions in Sponello Quella and the multiple world champ Hank McGregor. All have worked hard at shoring up their weaker disciplines across the river paddling, the flat water racing and the crucial portages. While the conventional portages are pretty much a given, it's the environmental curveball that might just shape this race. The water's looking good for day one and two, but a bitterly low Inanda Dam means that day three will be the joker in the pack. Add to that an explosion of water hyacinth on the middle river, and there are more unknowns in this complex race than there have been since the heady days of the 80s with the great doozy king Graham Pope Ellis. In the women's race, all eyes are on Abby Solms, aiming at her first K1 title, with Olympic ace Bridget Hartley determined to upset the apple cart. Dave McLeod in Peter Marisburg at the FNB Doozy Canoe Marathon. We'll keep you updated uh, here on SAFM over the next few days as that one plays out uh, down in uh, KZN as those paddlers head towards uh, the warm Indian Ocean in Durban. Best of luck to everybody taking part. Uh, definitely on my bucket list. Want to be uh, paddling that thing uh, in the future at some stage. Just putting it out there, but uh, it's a long way to go from there. That's it for SAFM Sports Wrap uh, this evening. Thank you so much for listening. Back again tomorrow at 6.30 is uh, Dwayne DeLocker with the PSL radio show Second Jalo. He'll be chatting about tonight's PSL action. Of that, I've got no doubt. Big game between Pirates and Bidvest Vitz should be an absolute cracker, uh, particularly after the way Pirates was thumped this past weekend. Vitz uh, playing good football. Let's see how that one goes down at the Orlando Stadium tonight. Enjoy the UEFA Champions League action as well. And don't forget, you can be in touch via social media. Just search for SAFM Radio, or you can reach out to me personally at Big Brad Brown is my handle. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the talk shop with Lady Maleo from myself and my producer, Siobhan Chetty, this evening. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great evening. It is 7 o'clock.